To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because GEICO gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail-biter. Nope. The GEICO team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. GEICO is awesome, baby, with a capital A. GEICO. Great service without all the drama. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville sausage strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Today on DC On Screen, we'll be talking about James Gunn writing Suicide Squad 2 and so much Elseworlds stuff. So much. I'm so excited. Yeah. Right after this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 512. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. What a what a week it's been, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a lot of premieres and stuff. But it, I guess it's been really two weeks, but yeah, just feels like one week. And then tomorrow we have we're gonna talk about or we're gonna watch Legends of Tomorrow. Oof. Yeah, which is a pretty pretty funny teaser so far. So yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute or a little bit, a little while, I guess. But mm. um, my goodness, there hasn't been a ton of movie news. Yeah, it, it's felt quiet, but we're pretty close to Aquaman. So yeah, and they just dropped. Some serious Aquaman on us recently, so. They did. I guess we just wait now. We Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and while we're waiting, if you would like to uh, support the show, uh, you can tweet us out to your friends, share us, subscribe to us, tell your friends who might like our kind of humor to subscribe to us. Mm-hmm. Go over on iTunes, give us five stars, write a nice review. Helps a lot. a lot of different things you can do. If you'd like to come hang out with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. Want to tweet at us, DC on screen? We're here. We're around. Mm-hmm. So DC officially confirmed James Gunn is writing Suicide Squad 2. I saw it was official now. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They announced it on uh, DC Daily. Tiffany Smith. I was excited about it. that news, but I think last time we talked about it, it was still in the sources say category. We can move it right mm-hmm. into official letterhead mm-hmm. category. So, no word on whether he's going to direct or not, but I assume he's probably gonna. I have no reason to believe that, honestly. It just seems like a good fit, and he's apparently free, so. Mm-hmm. Did you see this, uh, this horse shit article <laughs> that uh, <laughs> tried to tried to make it out to be... Well, everybody jumped onto it and leached off of it, saying, like, it's confirmed, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck aren't returning. Um, nah, that's not what it said. They, uh, they just the said 
well, it may, may be a different one, but I saw several articles last week that all casually mention that Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck are not returning to the role, and you know, people yeah. are already looking at so and so and blah blah blah, and it's all based off one article that mentions it as though it was fact, based on absolutely nothing, <laughs> based yes. on another source's set. Like it, it became the Grapevine game. Yeah, there was one. I, I don't even know now. I can't remember which one it was, but there was a an article that came out that was saying that the Flash standalone movie has been pushed back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe the actual headline was Flash standalone movie pushes start date eyes 2021 release exclusive via sources. And uh, yeah, they're saying that they're tweaking the script, which had neither a formal green light nor a set release date nor a title. If we're being fair. <laughs> um, it has had a title in the past, but that title was revoked, and that's really almost the last official right. news I knew about it. Yeah, and now they're saying that like because of Fantastic Beasts uh, three uh, starting in July, they're not going to be able to to get it out for a while because you know uh, Ezra Miller is in that movie, right? Or those movies. Um, and then they like decide to cite the THR article from a few weeks ago. It's like. Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck aren't expected to come back, and WB is not looking to continue with them, and blah blah blah. And yeah, the, and the, then, like every every blogger like grabbed just that little bit about Affleck and Cavill and and said it's confirmed. And I'm like, why is it confirmed? They just cited that other article that was horseshit. Yeah, we don't know yet. They it literally went from sources say exclusive, blah 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 blah. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. to people just started forgetting to leave in the sources say. Right. Like it, at some point, it snowballed into no. We all know about this. Why are we talking? You know, how do you not know about this? No, we yeah. really don't know about this. Yeah. So and this is all. What are we the, a month away from that weird day where it was like, uh, where it, and even Henry Cavill got in on the fun a little bit with like holding up the Superman figure and yeah. taking it down. Yeah, and that was that was the day of that article that dropped that said that he was walking away. Yeah. WB was done with him. Which also just very casually mentioned that Affleck wasn't expected to come back, and everyone grabbed onto that and said, "It's confirmed." Yeah, shut up. You don't know what confirmed means. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's starting to worry me. It really is. I think people are forgetting that term. Yeah. So really, all this news really says is that Flash isn't going. Flash is pretty much going to end production in late 2019. Ex- is expected to end production in late 2019. And it, it's pretty vague, but I think before that we were hearing that it was going to start production in early 2019, and then that was right, honestly still yeah. pretty shady. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I never saw we WB letterhead again on that one. So right, that was again another source. So there's a thing you can do now in the news where, like, I almost wish we 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 would start doing it some days just uh, just to see how far we could get away with it. But you can uh-huh. do things now where if there is no news, you can just declare news. Right. And then declare that that news changed as an exclusive, and now you broke mm-hmm. the story somehow, even though nothing yeah. happened to begin with. Yeah, we should do that. We should. We'll make up something for next week and just throw it out here and see what happens. <laughs> just talk about it like it was normal and, and go about our day. Wouldn't it be sad if, if, like, even though we said it's a joke, we became more popular than we've ever been? Yeah. Just, like... Just break some <laughs> completely made-up story. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the news is broken, y'all. I know. And I'd, I really would hate that to just, it, it would confirm and break my heart in several ways. Because I, I, there, there's a group of friends that we have kind of on, in the Twitter verse that mm-hmm. I feel like we and they are are actually trying to not look at the, you know, just the bullshit stories. 
Yeah. I, it would break my heart if somehow we got in, involved in that. <laughs> but it does sound funny, though, so I might do it anyway. Yeah, humor usually wins. It does. Um, <laughs> Just pitch the so story. Next like, week we'll start and be like, one of the stories we're going to tell you is going to be complete bullshit. And never say which uh-huh. one. Oh, no, we should totally say which one. Because it no, won't but, matter. But not okay, It'll be but an like, not say until the week after that. No, no, we should say it <laughs> as we're... Like, this story is complete bullshit, and we made it up. We wrote it. No one has ever said this anywhere. And then presented We're it anyway. saying it now. Yeah. And then, you know, 30 headlines will show up, you know. Yeah, my great, my According fear is that... According to DC on screen. If we were in print, I think there's a chance. I think I think <laughs> that's the formula now. If you just have, if you have any kind of name, and you just say stuff, and it, it does not fact-trackable. Um, uh-huh. And then especially if you do a follow-up story later where you, you change that based on sources saying something into a more specific thing that's actually still uncheckable, mm-hmm. uh, you you just get cited over and over again. This is exciting. I think we we might actually do this. <laughs> like, we'll see. Because I, I think if we just write the headline in our show notes and make that the title of our show yeah, yeah. for that week, even though in the episode we're saying none of this is true, we only came up with this. As a joke, people will still be like, "Well, you saw reporting it. on that." No. Yeah, God, yeah. I kind of want to try it now. I, it's going to be like our I'm, own little John it's Oliver tempting, thing. But I don't want to. I don't want to break the system even further. <laughs> the system's broken, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't you normalize it, Dave? Don't you do it? At this point, we'll just be pointing and laughing. Mm. Anyway, Aquaman, December twenty-first. That's when we get it. Yeah. China gets it two weeks earlier. Oh, thought they were going to get it later. No. They usually get it later. <laughs> Not like I'd be able to do uh, anything with it anyway. Like, that's, like, yeah. right at the due date. I like it, though, because, like, they're getting it two weeks early. Everybody else internationally is getting it one week later, and then we get it the week after that. Yeah. But that just means that uh, Warner Brothers has faith in it. Yeah, usually. I'm glad. I, I am glad it's out a little later, because I could... I can envision a world where I'm asking the doctor, like, so how far apart are the contractions right now? Because the runtime's mm-hmm. only about two hours and 13 minutes. I think I could be back here. Right. I don't, well, I don't, know, what the, I don't says, know what the runtime is. I just made that up. The runtime rumor, actually. <laughs> See? I, could, I should have just yeah. not made that up and just... <laughs> the runtime rumor is 140 minutes. 140 minutes? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then that, there's also a rumor that said that they cut 20 minutes out of the movie. James Wan came out and said that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, but it's it's effective people on Twitter yelling about like they did it again. They cut 20 minutes out of the movie. I'm not watching it. Mhm. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I mean, reactionary assholes. Yeah, this one has precedent at least. Like David Ayer said they didn't cut anything too. Yeah, absolutely did. And he was clearly lying. Even at the time. Yeah. Yeah. James Wan says like they, you know, they haven't changed my vision blah blah blah. Well, that logo, that original logo was pretty dark, wasn't it? <laughs> That current logo is pretty light and bright and beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that's just an aesthetic change that James Wan was into. Maybe. And Maybe. I mean. Not something that was mandated. I guess we'll see. And, you know, I like I know you hire a, a director essentially to have a vision for a project, but they change sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've written songs where halfway through, you're like, yeah, I want to go this way with it. Mm-hmm. And there's no one here to stop and, me. Absolutely. There's no way for us to know. Yeah. I think you'll find if you look back on our shows there was a real concerted effort for me from me to be positive and say no let's just they're they're fine let's just see what they do 
Give him a give him a second, as we say, which yeah. I still agree with. That's our mascot. But, um, the phrase "give him a second. Yeah, except when you look back, uh, we were wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't think like I refuse to think that's in any way something we need to apologize for, or that we're being apologistic uh, when no, when we're wrong I'm, I'm, and the studio fucked up. We uh, we start naming names of people we think should be fired and say the studio fucked up. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh well, you know. <laughs> Hamada hasn't been given a shot yet. Don't, you know, don't shit on Hamada. Well, Hamada hasn't really had a whole lot to do with Aquaman. So, forgive me. Well, hopefully. I'm not. Not, is my uh, my thinking. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is true. I, I'll, I'll give him that. Hamada hasn't had a time, had time yet to put his stamp on. Like, it's, I mean, it's not like steering a, you know, a, a, a cruiser. It's steering a mm-hmm. air, tra- like a carrier. Like it's, it's a whole different thing. It's glacially moving yeah. when you're in Hamada's position. But we did have hope that he had a, a more cohesive idea of how to pull this off. Well, I don't even think... And the sad thing is if Aquaman doesn't do well, Hamada will probably take the blame. Even though Hamada hasn't really had... I don't think has had had much, had much to do with Aquaman at all. That is a lot um, of what happens with CEOs, though. I mean, that's why you see... It, it's funny to watch them sometimes. You'll see a CEO like over at one tech company do great because the tech's going doing swimmingly and then something he had no control over happens and he's gone. And like three years later, Mm -hmm. he pops up over here as the savior of this company that, you know, just still had nothing to do with it, but he's a figurehead. Yeah. To some extent, the guy at the top is just a flag that you raise to the top of the the boat. And Mm -hmm. and then, and then when that doesn't work out, you lower it and you raise another flag you go, we're flying under this now. Yeah. Now, none of that is to say I'm not excited about Aquaman. I'm not like over the moon. I'm really not. I'm not like, Woo boy or anything. No, I mean, it I'm, looks not, pretty cool. I'm not swooning. It looks great, though. And I think, and it's not even WB's fault completely. It is our fault, too. Like, our, oh, our, yeah, as sure. fans, our group is so toxic right now that even if I do like it, I'm going to be mad that I like it because I'm going to have to defend it now. Well, e- and if I, you're don't, gonna, <laughs> if I don't like it. If you it, don't like it, you're going to have to defend that, Yeah, too. if I don't like it, the movie sucks and I have no reward. If I do like it, the movie's good. I at least get to enjoy the movie. And then now i got to walk out and... and you know, it feels like you, you hop on Twitter, say something, and, hey, this was good, and everyone just says, like, ah, you know, go kill yourself. Well, see, that's, the, yeah, that's how I kind of feel about it, is, like... So it's know, hard I, to get over a certain amount of excitement for it, because there's just like, gonna be a problem either way. Yeah. So, like, Man of Steel, I was like, yeah, it's all right. Batman v Superman, hey, might be the best thing I've ever seen, as far as a comic book movie goes. That was, they really tried something different with that. That was cool. Everybody hated it. Yeah. Suicide Squad. We had eh, people just fun. leave. Yeah. Like, eh, Suicide Squad was fun. It was the worst thing that ever happened. No, I wouldn't go that far, but all right. <laughs> Wonder Woman. It had its That was all right. How could you not love Wonder Woman? How could you not like be like <laughs> drooling and over the moon? Or, uh, uh, easily. It was okay. It was fine. <laughs> I'm glad it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Justice League. You like Justice League? How could you? Yeah. <sighs> Because it was, you know, lighthearted. Told at least told a story correctly and had some fun scenes in it. What do you want? It was, I'm not. Neither one of us are, are saying that that movie wasn't deeply flawed and that we wouldn't have liked to have seen Snyder's cut. We still want to see Snyder's cut. I would like to see Whedon's cut, for God's sake. Like that's another thing. Yeah. People blaming Whedon. He didn't. That's not what he chose either. Yeah. I I hate that term Justice League. I hate it. Oh yeah. Like it makes me sick. If I see somebody say Justice League, I generally just block them. <laughs> I don't blame you. Because if you're willing to type out Justice League, you have a certain amount of toxicity within you that I just don't need in my life. Yeah, and you know, not not to 
I don't I don't, I don't mean I don't mean to sound mean or like we're being too hard here, but seriously, it's not that it does represent to me a fundamental fundamental misunderstanding of how that movie got developed. If yeah, you are if you are, actually think it's Joss's vision that came to be, it's not. Like we Joss actively tweeted against it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And, he was he was uh, as annoyed as like they should be supporting each other more than it feels like they are him and Snyder. Well, I'm not sure he tweeted against it, but he did like tweets that were against he would, it. Yeah, he would like. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Apparently, that's part of it, but, too. Now, that's a whole news story if you like a tweet. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, there are a few people on Twitter that I have not blocked who say it just because I know them a little more. You know, they're old school listeners. I know they have a good heart. <laughs> Which means, to some extent, we're, we're probably being assholes by just blocking people that say that because there's probably more nuance to it, but come on. We all need to be held I to mean, account. There's generally a certain amount of of it that I will tolerate before yeah. I'm just like I can't do this anymore. If you know, if my timeline, if you show up in my timeline three or four times with Justice League, I'm 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 done probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a softer line than we initially said. Sorry, it is, but anyway, it's close and it's getting worse. So expect it any day now. Where do we start with that? Oh yeah, the point was it's hard yeah. to get over the moon excited about Aquaman just because even if it's good, even if it's bad, even if it is in all likelihood right down the middle and pretty good, I'm just going to guess because a lot of movies are like this. Pretty good. Had a couple things you'd rather not see. Absolutely. You can describe almost any movie that way. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I would have done a couple things differently. Mm-hmm. I mean. And it's f- it's funny though because like, then there's so obviously the fan base. The, oh, it was a pretty bad movie. They did this right. I, I don't know. It's a, the whole thing. But... So, I keep seeing people like on on social media talking about how like Justice League is what really broke the system. Everyone's got a bad taste of Justice League in their mouth, um, and I think I didn't take it so bad because I've been I know Warner Brothers. This is an old dance. Yeah, like we've been playing this game since what Batman Forever. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, an old dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this isn't. Like, I mean, just because they gave Nolan the leash doesn't, that doesn't, I mean, they went back to their old ways, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they are, they are kind of an addict that just keeps relapsing to some extent. They're, as a studio, they are incredibly reactionary. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. uh, yeah, it's going to be a rough, it's going to be a rough time. I tried to give I, them the benefit I'm, of the doubt for a while and I just, I can't do it anymore. Just, I would bet money right now that leaving the theater, I mean, you're going to have some conversation that goes something like, that's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I would have done this differently and this differently, but it's just pretty good. Yeah. I will probably say exactly the phrase, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, for you, high praise. It is. And, you know, as you said the other day, I think it may have been in a private conversation or on the show, I can't remember. But I will probably, over the next few months, just date and sour on it. Ah, yes. That is your process. Yeah. That is my process. Enjoy a thing, just date, sour. <laughs> enjoy the thing less <laughs> and then there's a weird uh kind of a relapse period for you too where like it's 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 a downhill trajectory and then it, it leaves your mind long enough that you watch it fresh again and you kind of mm-hmm. find new things in it or or maybe see it fresh again like there's something about seeing it fresh again after having forgotten about it that does rejuvenate your fondness for it and then it does it takes a little longer for you to sour that time if it if it had a yeah. good second viewing for you like if you came back yeah. two years later and watched it and really enjoyed it and you're like no wait, you know what no, that did hold up I, uh, but to be fair i do the opposite on on independent movies <laughs> <laughs> you, 
like I'm walking out going, that was shit. And then like I, you know, my little artsy fartsy friends, I wind up watching them a few more times and I wind up seeing parts of them and then turn around and go, you know what? Life Aquatic was damn good. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies now. Now that you mention a bunch of stuff that I hadn't thought of at first. <laughs> you know what? Boyhood was amazing. Yeah. There, I've said it. Somebody mentioned that recently. I can't remember who it was. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I think it was on Rosenbaum's podcast. Anyway. We have gone, <laughs> that actually was a pretty good one. We have gone far from actual news at this point. You should probably bring us back. That's okay. That's okay. I don't mind anymore. You don't either. All right. So uh, there was a big uh, hubbub, big question on the internet about what color Mero's costume actually was. I thought the uh, answer was pretty cool. James Wan says, The incredible Kim Barrett designed it with iridescent properties, so the color shifts with movements and the way the light hits it. From emerald to uh, emerald turquoise green to deep blue, but it's predominantly greenish in natural light. That is that's pretty that cool. cool. Yeah, and thematically fit in with the next bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giacomo Farsi, the personal trainer for uh, Mark Strong's Doctor Savannah over on Shazam, mm-hmm. said that the the Shazam suit we saw was not the final suit, and it has improved a lot since. The second trailer will show it. He says. Hmm. Cool. Uh, now, Sandberg has talked about this in the past a little bit. We've even talked about it a little bit, but I'll reiterate these these things that he said because it's cool. Uh, <laughs> he says, making suits is hard. Like painting a room, you can look, a little, look at little swatches all day, but you won't really see the effect until it's done. The color of the finished suit didn't look quite as expected in some lights, particularly daylight, which is on me since I decided to change fabric very late in prep, and there wasn't time for many uh, for as many tests. I figured we'd just have to tweak it in post. The first image released, though, unfortunately didn't have any post-production done to it. That was right as we were putting the trailer together. I figured since that image was out there, perhaps we shouldn't stray too far from it in the trailer. Might be confusing. There were a few iterations, and you sort of have to keep changing stuff even after we started shooting because you realize things. You, you shoot the first scene, and Zach is like, you know, I can't move my hands properly with these gauntlets. So we had to redesign that, or the boots kept falling apart. So it's like, oh, well, I guess we'll have to do something different here. It was sort of a constant process of updating and making it work better. So I'm excited because I thought the suit looked great to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just wanted to reiterate that because I know some of our listeners are going to freak out and be like, they did reshoots. <laughs> no, I, I think a lot Maybe of our, I really think a lot of our listeners know reshoots are standard operating procedure. I, I hope so, but I know we have a few. Uh, maybe, but a lot. We do have I, a for few. the most part. I think people listen to us are aware because we talk about this constantly that reshoots are just. I know every single movie does them. I know, like you're considered legend, uh, a legend as a director if you're not a person who needs a lot of reshoots. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy just gets everything on the first cut. He knows exactly what's in his head, and he pulls it together. Like, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They do reshoots uh, so for gonna... music videos, mm-hmm. guys. They do reshoots for music videos. They do. That's true. I back you up on that statement. IJS. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually kind of annoyed at this point. With? Uh, Ray Fisher went to the Heroes and Villains Fest uh, in FanFest in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. and said uh, that they probably shot enough Justice League footage to make two movies out of it. Yeah. And reiterates that uh, Zach probably had a whole, I believe, a trilogy in mind with respect to Justice League. And if his vision had sort of come to fruition, 
Cyborg would have probably been one of, if not the most powerful metahuman in the entire canon in the film universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting kind of annoyed at this point with Ray Fisher, Zack Snyder, and all these people who claim they really want the DCEU to thrive, but then keep putting out stuff, saying stuff and putting stuff out like this and making their fan bases so angry about what happened to Justice League that they don't want to see any of the other movies now. Yeah, this is... You know what I mean? It feels like they're just chumming the waters sometimes. It's frustrating. Like, and I get it, but it's frustrating. Like Fiona and Jay, and Zach in particular, Fisher Fisher too sometimes, he, he, he just, he'll show up and say something like that, and you're like, man, why? Why would you even do that? But in particular, like, Snyder keeps saying stuff. It's gotten frustrating now. Like, either, either there's something that's going to happen, or there's something that's not going to happen. And he knows. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he must know for sure, is this going to happen or not? And if he knows that it's not going to happen, he's still saying something. It's getting in, we're getting into asshole territory now. We've been in it. Yeah. If and I'm, I'm, if he knows it's going to happen and he's still seeding it, I can get behind that. Because now what he's doing is just keep keeping the conversation going long enough that when it happens, there'll, there'll likely be something seeded. I want to hope that's what's happening. But I fear yeah. that they're they're just kind of like putting out stuff now and just keeping the conversation alive just for their own amusement or just for their own sense of gratification. Yeah. Seems like I, one I of those two that, is happening. I, I don't want to think that's what happened. I, I believe that, you know, uh, Jay and Fiona and uh, I believe they, you know, leg- and, and Ray Fisher uh, legitimately want the Snyder Cut to be released. I think they legitimately want... Uh, Fans that know that there was there was a lot of stuff that they that's why I'm saying we didn't out, get to see. I don't know why I'm like that's why I'm saying distancing myself Snyder from that a little but. bit is Fiona and Jay like they seem to be the the, the two big ones. You know, um, they're mm-hmm. they may not know for sure. They may just be like running on faith here, and I kind of have some respect for that. But at the same time, I don't I don't think ultimately I mean, they're going to be proven we, right. I think we we know that there's there's an assembly cut at the very least. Yeah, but, an assembly cut, but. As I've said many times before, I think there's an yeah, assembly I cut. I don't think there's a real releasable cut. I think if you released what's actually out there, it would look, look worse than that screener copy of Wolverine that got released that made Hugh Jackman cry. Well, I don't think it'll look worse than that. I think I it mean, would. I, I watched I that copy. I don't, it, that's fine. It looked I bad. I don't think it will look worse than that because at the very least, Justice League cinematographer was way better. <laughs> Yeah, but um, when you account for all the special effects that hadn't that won't be be able to go through post, um, if you know if you just release the cut that was there, it's it's a vastly different thing. Anyway, I don't think you're going to be gratified by what you saw if you just got the yeah. cut that I think is actually out there. So, having said that, for probably the four hundredth time, um, Fiona and Jay, I, I have I like I have a respect their faith in the matter, but I don't think they're ultimately mm-hmm. going to be right about this. And I, if anything, I wish that this was off his plate so Jay could keep making fantastic freaking DC animated universe movies. I, he, he's he's great, but I, I do I, I think I just squarely blame Zach at this point. It, I mean, if it ends up, if it ends up coming out and he was just keeping the conversation going, I'm, I'm great. But I'm I fear it's not that. Well, I I do wonder. Like I don't know what what he he's supposed to do because he's got people talking to him all the time on Vero. Asking him questions and stuff. Like, the is thing he supposed is, to if, just ignore them? If you know for sure that it's not going to be released, or if you know that what, See, it, what is there isn't good enough to be released and, and give your fans any real sense of, gratifi- uh, of satisfaction, I it's gone on so long, man. I, th- I think at this point you have a I little know. bit of a duty to just say, guys, it's not happening. 
I really do think we're at that point where it's it's either you're kind of being a dick, you're right, and we just need to hang in there, or you should have said no a long time ago, and also you're kind of being a dick. So at this point, I'm just waiting to see which one of those plays out. I As much as I want to see the Snyder cut, and as much as I think they did Snyder wrong... Very much so. I, I've got his back on um, how the studio treated him, just not what he's doing right now. Like This is my I only think, critique of him, is this behavior. I've, yeah, I think for the good of the future DC movies, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, I it's mean, time that, to get over it. Move on. That's my that's my take. That would be nice if he actually said one way or the other, this is or it isn't going to happen, and gave his all that emotional energy that's going into hashtag release the Snyder cut into let's look at the new movies and see what they can do, and maybe even God forbid get behind the creators and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, know. I don't blame they him. Claim like, this what they're doing now. When Justice so. League came out, it's it's different. He was going through a lot. That must have been heartbreaking to see it kind of not be something he was able to complete for whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, if he, like he laid low then and I get it now, it's just very different. Yeah. So uh, Revenge of the Fans has a plot summary for Birds of Prey mm. and I won't get into it here. Uh, it is super spoilery. <laughs> if that is, in, if it actually in is the fact, summary, the thing. Yeah. If it's the summary, I mean, if it's the summary, it's going to be one of those like, yes, that is the shape of a plot. Well, that's why my favorite uh, phrase in in all of writing is still smart. Nothing new has been done for a hundred years. It's it's plots look like plots. So I'm not going to get into it here. It's over there. Uh, Revenge of the fans. If you want to see it Uh, at the, like I said, that is the shape of a plot. I'm apathetic to it at this point. (laughs) I'm not excited about it. I'm not angry at it or anything. It would tell a cogent Uh, story though. Apparently if, it, yeah, it, so far it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm more. I am more for performances, cinematography, editing. You know, final product. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, it, you know, if you just have to go over there and get mad or get glad or whatever you have to do, uh, that's out there. I don't know. God bless. That's out there for you to improve or ruin your life with, whichever one happens. <laughs> whichever one you choose um, to do. That is going to be it for our our, uh, our movie news here. Uh, again, tweet us on D- DC on Screen Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash DC on Screen podcast. We're going to be moving th- into the uh, DC TV news, you know, Gotham, Arrowverse stuff, Titans, that yeah. kind of thing. We are going to get a little bit spoilery on some of the stuff that's uh, happened recently, and we're going to get it spoilery on some of the news about Elseworlds, the, uh, the big crossover event, uh, just stuff that they've actually released. Yeah, official. But if you, if stuff. if you eschew that sort of thing, by all means, uh, come back later when we have more movie news or whatever. I uh, do feel like our big news is in the TV section this week, though. It is Gotham over on Gotham. Mm-hmm. Robin Lord Taylor <laughs> was talking to ComicBook.com, and uh, he says, "I can't spoil anything specific, but definitely there are parts of the traditional iconography of the Penguin that are coming into play this year. We've done everything else with this character." It has its own unique twists, and it's also everything is earned, and everything makes sense. This character is turning into the traditional penguin that we all know, and so we see it visually as well as emotionally. Then at the New York uh, Comic Con last weekend, or weekend before last, whenever it was, uh, John Stevens, the showrunner, confirmed that they were going to do a 10-year time jump in the last episode of the series. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to let the characters become more like their classic versions. And basically, 
that apparently meant that that's the only thing anyone was interested one in. One of the two really long episodes, too, right? Yeah, it's going to be the series finale. Yeah, but I think the last two episodes were going to be like two two hour long, something like yeah, that. It's going to be good, I, almost movie sized episodes. And um, apparently, the only thing they were interested in was whether or not uh, Robin Lord Taylor was going to be wearing a fat suit for Penguin. Wow. <laughs> and. And Robin says, like John said, we're jumping into the future at the end, and so you're going to see a lot of classic, archetypical, and they're like, are you putting on a fat suit? And he was like, yes, yeah, I get chunky. (laughs) Yes. Okay, fine. I stress eat a lot. Gotham. Jesus. You know, ask yourself, though, at this point in their run, did you ever think you would Uh see this much of an... penguins character development in any capacity i could have only hoped and they've uh, they've done a great job with robin and robin lord taylor in particular great job yeah, with he's that fantastic character. he's great i don't know what he's doing after this but i'm sure he'll tear it the fuck up you know i penguin is one of those characters that like he's so dependent on the creator's interpretation of him yeah and his interpret everyone's interpretation of him is so wildly different it's like, even in the, in the comics you don't get like a good solid uh amount of character essence like no, there's you don't know who he is i don't feel like there is a like, canonical penguin no yeah like and especially like, the comics are really bad about this or they were you know uh, pre-new 52 at the very least when it was like for whatever whatever happened and it, it, i blame tim burton's batman for the cartoon like, version suddenly like well <laughs> The Clearly cartoon Deanie version where, where simultaneously there was an actual cartoon version of the Penguin that was more believable than the version you were seeing in live action. Right. Like, Tim Burton's Batman Returns painted him as this, like, ghoulish penguin man who had sharp teeth and, like, flipper hands and long hair. Right. Eating buckets and, of fish uh, slop and stuff like that. So you will find like they'll do like a story with penguin and one guy's writing and drawing him or like, they've got a team writing and drawing him and he'll have like long hair and sharp teeth and flipper hands mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like the next storyline they've got penguin and two other guys pick it up and he's got the short hair he's got human hands and he's like very you know debonair and, and likes the opera and he's not eating raw fish out of a bucket suddenly and it's because one team really liked Batman the Animated Series, and another team really liked Batman Returns. <laughs> and and then, like, the next thing over, you'll get Burgess Meredith, and you're like, well, that's not either. Those That's just like a, <laughs> you know, crabby little businessman. Right. With a weird it laugh, just, that's it, it. it. Yeah, it just drives me nuts. I hate it. I hate it so much. I wish they would, like, focus on a canonical penguin and just be like, this is what penguin is. Yeah, but that's he doesn't that's have the, the flipper thing. hands. It's no one. I, I don't think anyone's ever done a version, and even then, I, I mean, I don't think I've seen Robin Lord Taylor's version spill into the books really at all. Even Batman the animated series switched up. They didn't want to do the flipper hands, but apparently the studio executive, surprise, surprise, wanted him to resemble more of the Batman Returns character. Right. But once they moved over into the New Adventures of Batman, he had normal hands and he didn't have long hair anymore. Right. Uh, and same voice actor, same same demeanor. It's also a little bit to do with uh, the fact that he's he's never been a team. I, th- I feel like mm-hmm. you. Well, I, you I know, don't, I, like if you come along and you interpret Penguin differently, you might get excited about it, but no one gets p- real real pissed about it. Well, you know, I guess society is to blame. Yeah, high society. <laughs> I really don't think though that 
I, you know, it's, it's it's one of the problems WB has is like the, the the trilogy. You know, the Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman are so potent in everyone's minds and hearts that when you do anything with them, you're going to piss somebody off because it's not exactly this version or that version or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I think the Penguin flies under that radar. I think when you redo redo him, you, it might be neat, but it's fine. Whatever, don't care. Yeah, I do like the Robin Lord Taylor, and I I it's just one more Penguin to throw into the mix. Mm-hmm. I think he'll make his way. Hopefully, into the books. one that'll stick around. It's only only a matter of time before someone tells some story in the book somewhere that involves a young penguin that looks remarkably similar to him. Only a matter of time. I'm sure. Uh, they've had some Pennyworth castings. Are you at all interested in Pennyworth at this point? Zero percent. And I saw the castings, and I don't know who the hell any of these people are. Yeah. Uh, Jack Bannon is playing Alfred. He's from the Imitation Game. Mm-hmm. Never heard of him. Sure. He's being described as a boyishly handsome, cheerful, charming, clever young man from London. Honest, open-faced, and witty. People would never take him for a, an SAS killer. Alfred doesn't know how to reconcile the kind-hearted boy he used to be with the cold, calculated killer he was forced to become. He's a man on the make who doesn't know what to make of himself yet. Okay. I actually do really like the description. I, I like the description just fine. I'm just having trouble getting really excited about the show. I like the construction of the description as a, as a piece of prose more than anything. <laughs> like... <laughs> A well-written piece of copy, young young man, young lady. Right. Whoever. Uh, ben Aldridge of Our Girl is playing Thomas Wayne, uh, as described as a young, fresh-faced billionaire hailing from the east coast of the United States. Confident and extremely disciplined, this young aristocrat meets an unlikely business partner in Alfred Pennyworth. Okay. Whatever. I'm st- I'm waiting for something to get under my skin, but we're not there yet with the show. I, don't, no. I, don't, I do not care. There's other way more interesting stuff going on in our universe. Uh, Paloma Faith has been cast in a villain role. She's from Peter and Wendy in the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. I can't say that. Um, (laughs) She's also apparently a platinum-selling UK pop artist. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Ryan Fletcher of Outlander and Hainsley Lloyd Bennett of Casualty have uh, joined the show as Dave Boy and Baza, respectively. Um. They're being described as lifelong friends of Alfred's who served alongside him in the army. Mm-hmm. Dave Boy is described as a haggard Highland Scotsman who was slowly drinking himself to death since leaving the army. <laughs> a boy. And Baza is uh, the most unpredictable of the trio. He's a posh Bajan playboy. Uh, sorry, the other guy's the most unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baza is a posh Bajan playboy. Uh, highly proficient at logistics and a valued member of Alfred's team. With the addition of those two, it just sounds like a procedural is forming. Possibly. Like, that almost just sounds like Rick and TC on Magnum P.I. Maybe. <laughs> Isn't this supposed to air on... Is it Epics. Epics? Yeah. How many episodes? Because surely... I don't know. Surely don't they're going to do, like, 13 episodes or something. And I have no God idea. forbid, hopefully you don't have time for a procedural for that. It could also be the makings of one 13-hour murder mystery, mm-hmm. which I think would be more interesting. And it has gone over really well in, like, uh, what is it, like, Justified Maybe. and The Killing and stuff like that are all yeah. or the the Fargo, the actual show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That get good ratings when you actually just do that long-form storytelling of one murder kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move over to uh, the DCCW, the Arrowverse, as many call it, the Elseworlds uh, stuff specifically for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Amell was taking, uh, was doing some video, just showing different seats from, uh, cast member seats mm-hmm. on the crossover. 
and he's like stopping, panning, stopping, panning, stopping on different names. Then he gets to one chair that's covered up, and he just goes, secret, <laughs> and moves on. <laughs> that's funny. So apparently we have a secret cast member, guys. Cool. I'm excited. Um, there have been a f- quite a few uh, s- shots on people's Instagrams of the crew at the Smallville Kent farm. Mm. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if it means that they're just using the same house as an homage to Smallville, and it turns out Clark grew up in that identical house. Uh, I mean, the Supergirl Clark. I don't. I don't know. They had they had a picture with uh, with him and Melissa Benoist and uh, the woman playing Lois Lane, who you know I don't know I don't know her acting, but damn, does she look very Dana Delaney esque? Yeah, yeah. Um, we have seen a picture of. Grant Gustin and um, Stephen Amell wearing some sort of like biker gear, like leather jackets, and they've got bandanas, like, <laughs> and like leather pants with like a little gold chain and these ridiculous biker boots. Then we saw a picture uh, that they posted of them wearing the same thing. They they had their their top parts covered up. They had they were wearing like jackets. They had the same pants and boots, and they were standing with uh, Tyler Hecklin in a black and silver uh, Superman suit. Yeah. Which looked pretty great. Yeah. Of course, caused, you know, the fanboys to get angry and post uh, side-by-side comparisons of a photoshopped Henry Cavill black and silver suit next to it. <laughs> and I will admit, I saw one funny joke about that that says, what you what you thought you were buying uh, versus what you what you received from Wish. Nice. I, I did chuckle. Mm-hmm. But it's not fair and you know it, you bastards. <laughs> So four hundred million dollar budget versus like what a million? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, did you see that Stephen Amell posted a picture? Uh, it was like a poster. It says "Destiny will be rewritten," and it has uh, him and the Barry Allen, or him in the Flash costume and Barry in the uh, Green Arrow costume. Yes. And I giggled and squilled. I squiggled. That was exciting. Like he's like posted pictures of like Flash boots, like stuff has come out with him in the Flash costume. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited. It's pretty. It's pretty exciting. I wonder. He's remember, like on he, Twitter he posted, going like, "This isn't a joke. This is real, guy." Yeah, he had to actually say that. And like two, well, two things. One, he posted um, a, a long time ago. He posted a picture of him like getting a new uniform, like mm-hmm. all, you know, uh, whatever they do to latex form you and stuff like that. And I kind of thought, oh, okay, yeah. cool. New, new. I feel like that's probably what he was talking about was him getting a Barry uniform or him getting a Flash yeah. uniform. And uh, second, did you see the one after that was uh, that somebody else photoshopped of? God, I think it was him and Supergirl or something. Yeah, <laughs> I forget who it was because honestly, I, I like I saw that late last night after basically watching. Uh, I pretty much was watching football and then saw that anyway. But mm-hmm. I think it was Boss Logic, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was Boss Logic, and um, Amel had to give him like, yeah, props, man. That's that's a winner right there. Yeah, he was like, damn it, man, I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> For the win. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh beth schwartz has been talking a little bit about the flash forwards yeah cool give us over any on, uh, insight it, whatsoever uh, yeah entertainment weekly she says we're going to keep it all season and series oh this is going forward we didn't know how long the show was going to go on for so we always knew that after season five there wouldn't be flashbacks so we had talked about flash forwards years ago naturally i think this and by the way I, I want to remind everyone, they did do flash-forwards when we had the whole mystery of who was in the grave. 
Yeah, but that... I feel like that was very different, especially when you involve the island. Now we're calling it a thing. Absolutely. That it wasn't before. She says, I think this is a really great way to tell some of these stories and also add a lot of mystery because we can introduce something in the future and then you're like, how the hell did that happen? So in the present day story, you're going to really want to tune in to see all those details. Uh, she says the new flash forwards um, are certainly tantalizing. They also open up a lot of questions. And uh, she says there are, you know, we, we know about the Legends of Tomorrow's uh, Star City in 2046. Mm-hmm. And she says we ha- this is our own separate reality. Like, she says this is not connected. This is our own future. Over on THR, mm-hmm. she says the Flash Fours will not be in every episode, but they will be in most. She says uh, when we had flashbacks in every episode, sometimes it felt like a little too much. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the flash forwards, we'll be able to see the consequences of what our team has done in the present day story. In the future storyline, you're going to be able to see where vigilant, uh, where vigilante is effective. How did that affect star city, the glades, the characters, are people going to be the same or different? It opens up the world a lot. And, um, that's actually cool. So the, about, the, like the flashbacks hmm? were restricted to the island largely. And then otherwise were restricted to Oliver's kind of journey. So in this way, are we saying that the flash forwards will not necessarily be restricted to the island or what happens to William or anything like that may, may explore the flashbacks, other characters? The flashbacks weren't restricted to the island. They weren't I mean, completely, you know, we but they kind of more I followed mean, Oliver's journey to getting back to, you know, uh, Starling yeah, City yeah, than yeah, anything yeah. else. Whereas like mm-hmm. now it seems like we're going to explore, well, where do, where do these characters end up in 10 years? Yeah, I don't think it'll be restricted to the island, though, for, for sure. That, see, that's cool. I like that. I didn't necessarily want to go back and just do a what happens on the island story. Right. Um, apparently, there was some confusion, people thinking like, but wait, the island was blown up by Adrian. <laughs> and she says, we definitely talked about that. He blew up the island, but he didn't decimate it. Yeah, that was like, I'm, I joked about that on our, our review of the Arrow premiere. It was mm-hmm. like, there were already people saying, but I thought the island was blown up. It's a giant landmass, man. He can't. He's not a god. He just set some detonations around. Like, what do you, What do you want? She says we figured that in twenty years in the future, life finds its way back on the island. So that's why we had some greenery. And he didn't even release biological weapons. It was just poof. You know, like not every tree mm-hmm. there gave a damn about the entire thing. <laughs> and she goes on to say, and he just didn't burn Robert Queen's grave. So you're right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that though. Honestly, I was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Even while they were on the boat, it was just like there were a few explosions, and I'm like, oh, that was hardly, you know, hardly anything. Right. They have, uh, by the way, promoted uh, Kirk Acevedo. However you say that. To uh, series, however you say it, to series regular. So Ricardo Diaz is a series regular for the season. Cool. Uh, We talked about this on our Supergirl episode, um, our season premiere review, but Lex Luthor is coming to Supergirl. Yeah. They said they're going to weave him into the story this season. We've talked about having Lex on the show since his inception, and we're excited to have him finally arrive. We can't wait for him to shake things up in National City. I think they've weaved it in pretty well. I mean, he's got a huge source of tech that's uh, that was yeah. really cool to see that one time we got to see it. Yeah, I like that this Lex Luthor is already like super friends with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, he's he's already got super suits and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> already done a stint in and prison. Like well known, the people are like, "Is he going to be president?" I don't think so. Yeah, no, he he's. I, I, I think he's going to come in with like pretty. a big swinging kind of piece of machismo. Yeah, I was going to say it seemed pretty unrealistic to uh, you know that that 
we would elect a supervillain for president, but never mind. <laughs> uh, Manchester Black is coming to Supergirl. <laughs> Interpret that however you want. It can be done any way. Yeah. <laughs> and you can go backwards in time, too. Right, exactly. You don't have to focus on anything current. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's just damn true. Yeah. Yeah. Manchester Black, though, uh, dangerous, manipulative, psychic, and telekinetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who in the comics was the uh, the head of the elite. He's going to be in Supergirl. And I hope they bring in the elite. That would be really cool. I don't know them. If you want to... I don't know them. They're, uh, oh, oh, man. They're not on my radar at all. Have you, seen, have you ever seen the, the animated film, Superman vs. the Elite? Maybe. Not sure. Yeah, you should go check that out. Basically, like, what if Spike led a really bad version of the justice league <laughs> nice <laughs> um or you can go read uh what's so funny about truth justice and the american way mm-hmm. um oh i have it i have it in my little uh catalog so i've seen it i've just forgotten it okay all right well, yeah he's cool he's a cool character he's a fun character um they've got uh, gosh i didn't i don't think he put it put it in my notes who's playing him well that's unfortunate yeah we'll pick it up later I don't know him from anything, so that's fine. But yeah, I'm excited about it. That is happening a lot these <laughs> days. That, like, there's a lot of casting where like I don't, I don't know this person because there's yeah, so many damn shows now. It's... Yeah, I don't have anything to say about the guy. I don't know. Him. Yeah. Uh, so by the way, there's got there's not going to be any new f- episodes of The Flash or Black Lightning on Election Day. That's November the sixth. Um, yeah, that would be an unfortunate time to try to air live television. Yeah. Yeah. So. We get a little bit of a break, guys. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah. For me. I mean, I'll be crawling, (laughs) crawling up on a due date at that point, and anything less on my plate would be fantastic. Oh, okay. I was like, why specifically for you? (laughs) It's going to work out wonderfully for my schedule. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, Tom Cavanaugh is directing the 100th episode of The Flash. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what it's about, but... I don't either. It's just 100th episode's a kind of a big deal, and I, I, I don't know. I like, yeah, I like Kevin on doing it in a way, but I just didn't, I didn't know if he had that much experience. I mean, he's directed before. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. Um, so Please. they put out this. Uh, hmm. What? It does seem like they're trying to get uh, people who want to turn at directing a chance over on Flash, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, Penny I, Baker and everything. Absolutely. Uh. They put out this Legends of Tomorrow trailer. It name drops Swamp Thing. Like they're they're like we're looking for like a swampy kind of thing. And John's like, well, I do know a Swamp Thing, love. Right. That was yeah. fantastic. Honestly, this trailer looks so much fun. And like in, you guys know, I don't like Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You've been actively hoping it was canceled for at least three years. Yeah. But I just got Nate and Adam Ray. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I couldn't remember his name for a minute. Right. <laughs> Like, admit to being bronies. <laughs> yeah. Excitedly watch a unicorn run around. Because. And run towards a hippie. Of course. That unicorn shoved its horn through the hippie and killed the hippie, I think. Impaled, I believe is the term you want. Sure. And then, like, tossed it with his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Flung the hippie. Yeah. They were so enraptured by that unicorn. And then became so horrified when it impaled the hippie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
all the quick cuts of demons, all the quick cuts of of all the supernatural weird stuff they're going to be dealing with this season. It looked funny, it looked exciting and weird, and I don't know what it was about that trailer. I'm really down for it. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. more excited about Legends than I have been in a long, long time. Yeah, we're going to get that a review out here in the next week, but um, that's a mark your yeah. calendar kind of moment for Dave. That's a mark your calendar kind of moment. It absolutely is. Now, we're, I'm going to watch this thing tomorrow night, probably. What is it coming out? Is it coming out Monday night? Just in it. Monday night? Yeah. yeah Monday yeah. night. Yeah. So, uh, they switched all the days in, up for everybody. Yeah. Tune in for our review to see how much they let me down. <laughs> After that trailer. Um. I was just looking at the shot of that, and there's literally, uh, like, they're, <laughs> like, Ray and Nate are, like, high-fiving, kind of, not quite, but doing the high-five-ish kind of effect motion uh-huh. about the unicorn, and in the back, Mick is just, like, sneering at it and pulling on a flask, or a bottle, I can't tell. <laughs> He's clearly sneering at the idea of that damn unicorn. Yeah. Like, I think when the unicorn impels somebody, they're going to be like, oh my god, oh, just horrified by it, and he might, his reaction might be more like, <laughs> <laughs> saw that coming. Got a weapon yeah. on his head. What do you think he was going to do with it? I do routinely like Mick. No, yeah, he is, uh, yeah, he has been the bright spot on many a bad episode sometimes. Mm-hmm. But now, good lord. <laughs> you mean all of them? <laughs> no, I don't mean all of them. <laughs> I don't have the same feelings you do about the show. <laughs> oh, I'd just like to mess with you. Uh, uh-huh. So they apparently, since they're not going to be involved with the Elseworlds crossover, uh-huh. they're going to get their own little crossover. They said during the week, all the crossovers are happening. We will essentially be crossing over with ourselves. Right. It will involve alternate time periods. Naturally. And uh, Katie Lott said that particular episode is insane. I think they wanted to do something special since we weren't going to do be doing the uh, the crossovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see a lot of different sides of the legends. I am actually excited they're not going to be involved in the crossover this year, and I actually like this episode. This I the, well the, the very I, at least this the idea for this episode, this premise. I like I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, Lucifer has is bringing in a uh, a new cast member, Vanessa Vidato, to mm-hmm. play Aminadiel's sister. I don't know if it's also Lucifer's sister. I don't know how they're doing that. Uh, Ramiel, who idolizes her big brother Aminadiel, but also feels underappreciated or overshadowed while struggling to match his towering standards. I mean, they're all brothers and sisters. This has to be. That's what I thought. Yeah, but the they're gonna have to create another version of what they do for this to match and not be Lucifer's sister too. Yeah. They, I mean, they didn't say it wasn't. They just seem yeah, to point the, out it was the a primary relationship will apparently be her and a minute deal. So. Yeah. Uh, Raul Cauley, the, I think that's how you say his name. It's guy from, um, I zombie. Yeah. I, even with your bad pronunciation, I still remembered who you were talking about. What is it? What's the proper pronunciation? I don't know either. I just know yours uh, was not probably right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and a, I mean that's an axiom on this show. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to take a take a guess and dive in there with you. So I'm gonna right. do that thing where you remain silent, and be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been cast as Scarecrow in the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, I like that. He does have a good voice. Yeah. He does have a good voice. Like looking at him, he looks just. I mean, he looks like um, sort of like Indian Jim from The Office. Like he just he looks, does a little bit. He and looks he actually like John himself a lot like that in the show in High Zombie. He totally does. I noticed it on Supergirl. I was like, that's, that's just Jim. That's, <laughs> he's he does got a have British very accent, similar but he as, looks like Jim. Yeah, he has very similar um, 
a very similar structure to his person, I'll call it. He totally does. Now you got to get and, buff, man. Yeah. And I could see him doing something serious. Like, I watched Jack Ryan recently. It's great. It's actually great. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Jim Dunn got swole and mean. <laughs> he's been swole for a minute. Yeah, he's been swole for a minute. But, uh, yeah, play, played a, a completely believable badass in that. So That's awesome. I'd like to think uh, whatever his name is that we can't pronounce and I refuse to look at because I will just mispronounce it with you. To yeah. do the same. I actually, think you just honestly, I've actually the word seen mispronounce. Him, yeah, I did. I've actually <laughs> seen him within iZombie do, in a very iZombie way, several different versions of himself. Uh, it's actually it's a, it's a way better show than you would think. That's cool. Come tweet at us hmm? at DC on screen. Facebook at us at facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast. We got no more news. Ah, no more news. Okay. I haven't even gotten to the second episode of Titans this week. I enjoyed the crap out of it, man. I'm glad. I just haven't had time. It's Hawk and Dove like I've never never quite perceived them to be. That's awesome. Yeah, I look forward to it. I got a guy at work who's like, have you seen it yet? No, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, this is literally one of those cases. Yeah, this is one of those, this is one of those cases where like the podcast has literally stopped me from watching Titans. Yeah. Like, the thing I'm supposed to be covering, I cannot watch because I'm covering it. Yeah. <laughs> That will be rectified tonight. It'll be all good. It's a, a honestly, I'm mostly caught up. I think the only thing I haven't gotten to was Black Lightning, and I'll, I'll or episode two, and I'll probably get to that tonight. And otherwise, I will have mm. been caught up, except when we're recording, you know, four or five hours from now when Supergirl airs, and kind of in our universe. Yeah, Daredevil season three dropped this weekend. I, I would like to get around to that. Oh yeah, I um, I'm so far behind on the Netflix shows. I'm up to date, so uh, yeah, I would like to see that. But I haven't seen, you know, Jessica Jones two, Iron Fist two, Luke Cage two. Yeah, I made it through round two. But Punisher was badass. <laughs> <laughs> that one I found time for. And holy balls, that was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I have every intention. I'll get to it, even those even those things that are canceled. Yep. I will get to it. Yep. All right, guys. Uh. We'll see you with a Legends of Tomorrow premiere review sometime this week, and um, we will probably get back to you with news uh, next Wednesday, I would imagine. Wouldn't you imagine? Mm Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. All right. Well, until then, keep some DC on your screen. Yay. Slice of fried goat. Sorry. Oh, oh. Like a fried goat? Slice of fried gold, sorry. Oh, so, okay. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, the TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.
Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.